Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the F to the L to the double OG. That's right. It is the mother fantasy league of ordinary gentlemen, the flu. I'm back. It's been two weeks. I'm back here with the boys, Mr. Tyson Cullen and Joshua T.A. Hicks. What's up, guys? What is up, guys? Thank you for the intro here. Beyond excited to have you back. Ladies and gentlemen, turn up the headphones and turn up your car stereos to 13. We are back. It is our last division preview, the AFC North. Super excited to this. This division is oozing. Machismo. Yeah, oozing fantasy machismo, guys. Ty and I, we Mm -hmm. went through the NFC South last week, and that was jam-packed. And now we go we go to the AFC North, which I mean, fantasy, uh, just NFL has a lot of t- hot topics, you could say. So we're definitely we definitely we definitely waited for the AFC North, and it was worth it. You know, cashed in on. I don't know how we got lucky, but definitely a hot topic right now, guys. Gary did the intro. You can find Gary on Twitter at Gars underscore Poetica. Gary, coming back from the beach on vacation, how was? It was good. Got a little tomato, <laughs> but everything is all good. Yeah. Not not too – because usually when I go to the beach, man, I get sunburned like I'm mobile. This time, <laughs> not too much redness, a little tomato here and there, but all good in the hood. So it was fun, though. Kids had a good time. Um, my girlfriend met – uh shit ton of family that i have since my mom is one of 15 kids so it was pretty pretty interesting but all in all good time glad to be back nice nice ty what is up how are you i haven't seen you in four days (laughs) i have five days (laughs) yeah yeah we uh we survived the move uh people kept asking me how was the move i guess i made it to be bigger than what it was i guess i don't know but yeah we survived the move uh yeah, man. Happy to be here. Uh, oh, just baseball news. How about the Orioles? Especially for our Baltimore listeners, a.k.a. Dan, Rodrigo, and whoever else. You and me. Uh, you, you and, and me. me. I, I don't care what else happens. The Orioles are 54 and 51. They're smoking right now for them. But And, and they traded Mancini. Which... Traded Mancini and Jorge Lopez, which, yeah, I was very upset about. But, I mean... At the moment, since the trade, they're undefeated. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, football season starting today. Uh, good times. Yeah, we are <laughs> getting into our Orioles real quick every pod. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, football is back. We are recording live during the Hall of Fame game. We got the Raiders versus the Jags. Not a lot of starters really playing. Josh Jacobs is out here doing some things against probably the backups for the Jaguars. So, but it is here. Guys, you can find, sorry, you can find Ty on Twitter at social media ghost. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. You can find the Fluke on Twitter at the Fluke underscore FF. And as always, you can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean. Guys, a lot to celebrate tonight. One more thing to celebrate today is National IPA Day. Ty, Ty usually doesn't get it on the booze, boozing during the pod. He's the responsible one of the crew. So, but Ty went out 
and uh, Ty told us he's on, he has a vacation day tomorrow. So th- another reason to celebrate. Ty, what are you drinking? I am drinking. It's called Get Bent Mountain IPA India Pale Ale. It is from the Parkway Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, that's all I got. Because I, 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 I meant to look it up, but I, I took a nap after I bought it. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. From, oh, shit. Um, Salem, Virginia. Yeah, they're in Virginia. Hey. Yep. Yep. I was out there yesterday for work. So yeah, from uh, yeah Parkway Brewing Company from uh, Salem, Virginia. For those that don't know, just north of uh, Blacksburg, where the great Virginia Tech Hokies are at. Yeah. Yeah. I was out that way yesterday, man. So I I love that area. It's it's beautiful, man. Mm -hmm. Even just driving out there. But I got to say, man, insider review is that uh, Ty did take off tomorrow knowing that it was IPA day because he wanted (laughs) to get down tonight. He wanted to get bent. Yeah. (laughs) What'd you call that? Like months in advance? He's like, IPA day, man, I got this shit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Side note, because I just I don't really I don't really buy beer. I probably look like an idiot to most of the people at the food line. I was like, I, I at least. I at least was standing at the beer aisle for like 10 minutes. Like I was, because I'm a cheap, I'm cheap. And this was the cheapest beer, but I'm sure somebody was like, all right. Help this guy. No <laughs> way, dude. That's, that's a norm for us guys. Like, I mean, we'll sit okay. there for 10, 15 minutes. Be like, I don't even know what the hell I want. Mm-hmm. So, I did, it's thinking somebody's like, all right, his elevator doesn't reach all the way up. <laughs> it's a very tough decision to make. It, 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 it is. It, it was. Um, it's it's not bad though for those that are wondering it's not that bad i'm not much of a ipa guy but this it's not bad i i recommend it guards what you got uh unlike ty's starter kit for an ipa <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i have uh the chameleon ipa i still had this in in the fridge so since i got back from vacation and uh figure i get down i got down on it last time last podcast so mm-hmm. i figure out uh you know, bring it on back. Nice. How about you, uh, Commissioner? I have from Goose Island Beer Company. It is called Hazy Beer Hug. Mm. It's one, like, like Gary mentioned earlier, you just take time. Excuse me. Take time to pick that something. Because huh? it's, uh, <laughs> it's more or less, do you want to try something different? Or yeah. go down the same road. And there's nothing wrong with going down the same road, but Variety is the spice of life, guys. Mm-hmm. Especially comes with IPAs. Yeah. I saw your tweet earlier. Uh, the shout out to all your favorite IPA uh, brands. Yeah. Brands I, think that, I, yeah I, I think I got them all. It's kind of t- tough to remember. Mm-hmm. Especially when you drink as much as me. <laughs> what do you say? Like I got them all. I tweeted I, them all. I like them all. <laughs> I've tried them all. I tweeted them all. <laughs> yes, I tweeted. Yep. Get on my uh, my untapped is is it also J Hicks eight oh four? Yeah, it you is. Got a yeah. Lot. That's something I never got into. I tried thinking about it, but I'm just I just drink. I don't tweet after or filter untapped whatever it is. Too. My uh yeah, you, you're anyone, always on the ball. My Twitter yeah. is J Hicks eight oh four, and my untapped is eight oh four. So if you want to follow me and see how much of a degen- degenerate I am, feel free. <laughs> uh, for those. I would say about 95% of the tweets are, yeah, of untapped. Every time I see something from his, it's untapped Josh Hicks. So. It's literally what my uh, untapped profile says, beer and football. <laughs> so here we are. Yep. 
Crab, crab cakes and football. That's yes. what it's about. Dude, the amounts of Virginia Beer Company that you drink, we need to be sponsored by them for sure. That'd be nice. Maybe we could. I don't know. It's getting. I say. I say something. For, or we can at least sponsor Flugfest. That's it. what I was getting at. Something for Flugfest, yes. maybe. But we're we're like two weeks out, so it might be tough. And our Willie, Chris Willie, is mm-hmm. not going to be at Flugfest this year, unfortunately. So it might be tough. But well, we'll give him a, a shout chance. out on social media for sure. Of course, there of you. course. I definitely well, want to try to keep my Instagram stories going during Flugfest. Because we recorded a lot, but I never got my hand on it to make a, you know, like I wanted to make a huge video, mm-hmm. but that never happened. So here's to this year. <laughs> cheers, cheers, beers. Cheers, cheers, beers. So yeah, so we have. Hey, uh, yeah, it's six, IPA day. Yeah, two weeks till Flugfest. So, oh, sorry. This football's on. I need to stop watching. <laughs> That's why I go in a different room because otherwise, otherwise, I'll be watching the whole time. So we're it's officially August. So it is. It's fan. It's redraft month, guys. It's here. Drafts are popping off. We have Fluke Fest. Mm-hmm. That's the next one that all of us are in together. Ty's got. I know Ty's got one of the redraft league. Me and Gary have our sixteen team redraft league. So a lot going on. One last division, like we said, AFC North. Before we get into the AFC North, do you guys anything relevant fantasy wise you think we should jump into any other division, any other players? No, uh, Tim Patrick towards ACL. Yeah, it's yeah. a bummer, man. Yeah. But we uh, might see the light. Go ahead, Ty. No, I was just uh no, I was just to say James Washington, but yeah, I mean, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just saying, um, with Tim Patrick out, I mean you can see the likes of Seth Williams. Yes, that's the one. That I Dude, drafted like about a year ago. I just picked him and up in Chuba. Nice, dude. I think he can definitely do it. But I mean, definitely KJ Hamler's probably going to be the next one up. You do have him. Um, why am I drawing such a blank? He used to play for the Eagles. Travis Fogel. He's like uh, an option who could probably take that Tim Patrick. He's almost kind of like the same prototype as Tim Patrick. You know, whereas Hamler's like the short, speedy one, uh, receiver. I think Fulgham can be like the, not quite Tim Patrick, but you know, yeah, two same point overs. Same body type. Yeah, same. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And for our ODU listeners, Travis Fulgham uh, went to ODU. Mm-hmm. Our Virginia, our Virginia listeners and ODU listeners. No, I was just gonna say uh, James Washington. Uh, out, it looks like out six to ten weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like probably Tolbert's gonna be the number three, but still. You know, the Cowboys used their number four wide receiver, a.k.a. said Wilson last year. So he was still going to get some looks. So that's a loss. Yeah, he's getting a, definitely a lot of hype uh, in the fantasy community right now, too, Jalen Tolbert. This could also escalate Tony Pollard. Like, he's yeah. another one who could pretty much be, you know, he could progress in the passing game as well. I like that. Oh yeah, yeah, because he can he can uh, line up in the backfield and he can line up at his slot, uh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's go after this really quick. DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel both signed extensions. I think Debo <laughs> probably had the more news. I don't know newsworthy is the right word, but definitely the more incentive 
because there's a lot of talk yep. of him not playing and then there's all the you know videos he wanted to be traded this that and everything so that's locked up and, and dk too you have to look at that situation because the whole quarterback area is just such a mess yeah to me i thought that he was much more of a question mark just given the team and the structure of everything there but yeah you hit it on the yeah. head there like just dk like i mean if I were a wide receiver on a team who just had, you know, possibly one of the greatest of all time and potential Hall of Famer, and then just go from that to, you know, just Geno Smith and uh, and them. So, yeah, I totally get that one. He he he, he racked in the guarantee though. He got fifty eight. I think he got fifty eight mm-hmm. million yeah. guaranteed. They both did. They I think it was fifty. It, it was okay. it was split in hair. <laughs> the, the contracts were very close. They're yeah, both 58 and, and some change. I would say, yeah, him, those two and, like, McLaurin all kind of got, like, the same kind of contract as far as – I think McLaurin got, like, three years, 70 million. So, all of them – it's definitely now these days a one-up, like, oh, well, this guy got this. I'm deserving of one more million, you know. So, it's definitely a one-up in the chip, mm-hmm. especially, especially with receivers, let's be honest. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the Tyreek situation in a nutshell. So, guys, let's let's jump into the AFC North. How about it? Do it. Okay, guys, let's go. Obviously, the team that's most newsworthy right now, and that's of course the Cleveland Browns. In, in the quarter, start, we always start with the quarterbacks. Let's start with the quarterback. In the off season, let's try to go in chronological order. Signed Deshaun Watson. It was a big back and forth where where he was going to go. Who were all the teams? It was Carolina. Miami. Miami. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just keep naming teams. So so all these Uh, options. uh, And then Cleveland, I think, was kind of a dark horse and kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So, So then that happened. This whole suspension thing still hanging. In the meantime, I think they signed Jacoby Brissett. It must have been all the whole free agency. Because, of course, they really went under the radar, right? Yep. yep. So, so yep. everything heated up, heated up. Baker knew he wasn't really going to, you know, he felt outs. So they finally worked it out, and he got traded to Carolina. Yep. Here we are, beginning of August, Deshaun Watson. The ruling finally came down. He was suspended the first six games. Now it's coming back that they might try to go after more. So it's still up in the air. No matter what, as long barring injury, Jacoby Brissett is your starter the first six games for the Browns. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Jacoby. I mean, I think he's not going to be your quarterback one. Are you drafting him as your backup? Or I don't think he's – I mean, if you go in the basic 12-team redraft – I don't. I think he's going undrafted. Yeah, I mean he's definitely uh, ended a road when it comes to all QBs in this league. You know, um, I mean you can. I would even throw it up to either. I'd probably take either uh, QB from Pittsburgh at this rate. You know, um, yep. Brissett just doesn't give up. I mean he doesn't create fantasy points for himself, let alone for his wide receivers and tight ends sometimes too. Um, it's all kind of like the team just getting by, I guess you can say, and just, you know, produce 
good thing about Cleveland is obviously they always have a good run game. So I have a good uh, feeling that they're going to be leaning towards that quite a bit. With him. You remember yeah. he was a starter for that whole year with the Colts. Um, I believe, I can't remember if it was Andrew Luck retirement or if he was hurt, but yeah, he kind of kept them afloat, but I mean, they didn't make the playoffs. I think they went nine and seven. So, I mean, yeah, he's a guy that's going <coughs> to, he's a guy that's going to keep them afloat, but I would be surprised if they went, I'll say better than four and two, honestly. If they went three and three, four and two, they better be happy with that, especially four and Especially four and two. If they go four and two, fans better be happy. I'm with I'm with you. And you know, yeah. you know they play a Carolina week one. Wow. So that yeah, there's there's that. I mean that's uh, they can edge that one out for sure. Um yeah. so yeah, Carolina and then they got the Jets. That can be a decent possibly two and oh run. Um, I mean, one thing you can talk about with Brissett, he rarely turns the ball over. Obviously, he doesn't throw that much, but, I mean, he rarely does uh, turn the ball over. And he makes – he's too conservative with the ball, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But, yep. I mean, just the fact that this team has a decent run game and a very good defense to match is something they can pretty much get by. Like – you don't really have to worry about him doing two minute drills against the bottom feeding teams in this league. So I'm with you. And guys, looking at the schedule. All right, let's just, they're a run first team. Let's go ahead and get that out there. That's, that is obvious. And that's what you need to know. They have Nick Chubb and they have Kareem Hunt, two studs. We'll, we'll get to very shortly, yep. but guys, all right. They play at Carolina. Yeah. They, then they play at home. They play the Jets and Steelers back to back. And then they play at Atlanta. I don't. Oh. I, I think there's some path for that. I mean, what if All they started four and up? They can go three and six. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Looking at that schedule, I should have. I should have looked up the schedule, but just ba- I'm just basing off the of Jacoby Brissett. But yeah, now that you're telling me that schedule, they could go four and up. I mean, they got the Chargers and Patriots <clears throat> after that. Those are two L's, and they're at Baltimore. Then they play Cincinnati, so that's probably four L's in a row. And then they go into the bye week nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four and two. I can see four and two. But I didn't know the schedule, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's Sorry. the best they can get throughout those first six games. Yeah. So, I don't, and let's, all right, so let's look at these. I don't, it's hard, in my opinion, to base last year's stats going into, again, a, definitely a run first team with Kobe Brissett, who's not going to pass. Baker had, in 14 games last year, Baker had, 418 attempts, which is down there for sure. So I I think it's hard to take anything, you you know, off of the, off of this and really run with it. It's the same coaching staff, yes, but, again, this is a run-first team. and Well, I do see, too, I mean, there's, they're a good trade candidate for Jimmy G in some ways if Deshaun Watson somehow does come for a one-year suspension. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they made that move because they already have a good team. Like, I mean, all mm-hmm. they need is just – that's why they mm-hmm. traded for Deshaun Watson, somebody to up the game. But, I mean, Jimmy G has that uh, caliber of a – like um, that veteran presence and experience that can get them to the 
not only to the playoffs, but obviously almost to the Super Bowl. So, and Baker, I mean, he's not a bad QB. He's pretty decent in his own right, but I mean, he does turn the ball over. Oh, yeah. 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 Sack sack oh. 43 times. That's that's up there, guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you if you throw three more games on top, you're breaking obviously you're breaking 50 easy. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go down to the running backs, which we mentioned a, a minute ago. Nick Chubb, beast. <laughs> He's ready for he missed three games last year as well. 200 28 attempts on 1,259 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, caught not much in the passing game, but efficient, catching 20 of 25 for 174 yards and one touchdown. I love I love Nick Chubb. I have a Chubb for Chubb. Yeah. Easy peasy, right? Absolutely. You have – so De'Ernest Johnson got 100 attempts last year. But obviously, I'm not factoring that into really anything this year. Kareem Hunt only played half the season. He played eight games. He had 78 attempts for 386 yards, five touchdowns, catching 22 of 27 for 174 yards. These guys are both great. I mean, Mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt, hopefully he plays a full season, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then – I was going to say, the sad part is I think I saw where, you know, Dearness Johnson might not even make the team still. Which is I think crazy because he did pretty well. Yeah. I would I would love to have him. Before the Bills got James Cook, there's my Bills boy. I would love to have Dearness Johnson. I think he, I think, I think he's been – when he's gotten a chance all, in the, a couple of years he's been with the Browns, he's produced. He had yep. like the, one, the one game he had like 142 yards on 22 carries. yards per carry. I mean, he's also pretty decent in the receiving game as well. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. not no Nick Chubb or even Kareem Hunt, but, I mean, he's a viable backup running back. Absolutely. I'm with with you guys. I have Chubb as my number 12, so I have him as an RB1. I've got Kamara, Aaron Jones above him. I have Saquon and James Conner below him, Zeke, Cam Akers. Saquon might come up, guys. I don't know if you've seen some videos, but maybe something we should have mentioned earlier. But he is uh he's on the rise. Yeah, he looks he looks good. And I have Kareem Hunt at 31 right now. Yeah. So most definitely. likely he kind of like hits the uh he kind of hits the back end of the second round half the time. Yeah, which sure. kind of I don't know. That's kind of I don't know. In a 12, I don't know. I think he'd go a little higher, but mm-hmm. he's 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 I don't know if it so, you know, ceiling is his thing, but definitely the floor is constant and it's usually great, you know? Yeah. I so. mean, he's got quite the ceiling, though. I mean, uh, the passing game is kind of a little bit bigger for those Giants. I mean, I know we're swerving over to here, but, I mean, it's – I think Dayball can pretty much change the outlook of this team in an offensive way. But, yeah. yeah. But going back on this team, I mean – you got because they have uh, Jerome Ford as well, Demetric Felton, who kind of they're putting out, flanking him out a little bit in practice. But Jerome oh. Ford is great in his own right. So I see why they're kind of they should try to trade. I know we've heard speculation of Kareem Hunt maybe on the trade block. I mean, they could do the same with the Ernest Johnson if they can before 
the season starts. But I mean, when it comes to that 53 man roster, one of these guys is gonna have to go. And 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 Kareem Hunt, they probably get more for Kareem Hunt because of the name, even though, like you said, uh, I mean, I love Dearness Johnson, but they probably get more for Kareem Hunt. But yeah, Demetrius, I mean, Demetrius Bellin, I mean, he only got seven carries, but this is a guy that caught. He had 21 targets, eight catches for 181 yards. I mean, he had 10 yards of catch. There's some there's some receivers that don't even average 10 yards of catch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, I mean he. So yeah, I mean he actually. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think he actually led all running backs on this team in receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. Kareem Hunt had 174. So yeah, I mean he's probably the most <clears throat> maybe versatile if that makes sense. Like you can line them up, out, like you said, out flank or out slot, whereas the other running backs are just straight up running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantasy wise, we would all like to see Kareem Hunt in a prime role. I mean, not to say that his role isn't great, but he's just got that. He's got it all to where, like, if he was an RB one on the team, look out. I'm with. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you, guys. Let's go. The wide receivers. Again, this is kind of one it's hard to take anything from. Donovan Peoples-Jones led the team in yards last year. Although, yeah, Jarvis in 12 games got 87 targets, leading the team in targets. He's in New Orleans now. You got Hoop. Well, we won't get a tight end. You got Richard Higgins. I mean, Odell was on the team. There was just no – I don't – it's really hard to take anything yeah. from this. They, but – Let's look on the positive. Traded a six-round pick and got Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Huge. And Amari Cooper wasn't on the team. This team would pretty much look like the Chicago Bears wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, it still might anyways. Because you think about it, the Bears, the Bears have Dem- Darnell Mooney. Yeah. I do like Amari Cooper, though, man. He's he's. Yeah. He hasn't had a good career to start, but, man, he started to take off in uh, Dallas. And it looks like, I mean, I hate to put it, like him and his chemistry with Deshaun Watson, like, off the field. I saw them, like, go out and play golf together and stuff like that on social media. It just seems like those two together would click pretty well. But with Brissett, it's going to, like we were talking about earlier, it's going to be hard to want to, you know, see Amari Cooper as a wide receiver one, let alone a, high-end wide receiver, too. So Yeah, because Amari, and I think you've said this before, Amari can run the route tree, and Jacoby's kind of a, um, it's kind of a check down, whereas yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun, whether you like the guy or not, he, um, he, he, can throw the, he can throw the ball short, he can throw it deep. I mean, he's, he's the quarterback for this team. But, yeah, so, yeah. And let's not mention they forgot they drafted David Bell too as well. Yeah. So right now, he always started. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say he always starting on the PUP though. That's the only thing about that. I got, I got. So right now, if you look at the starting three, Amari Cooper, Donovan People Jones, and David Bell, who's out. You got Jakeem Grant, Demetric Felton, Schwartz. Some, yeah. It's it's pretty. If Mark Cooper goes down, it's gonna be yeah rough. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I say it mildly. Yeah. So as far as let's as far as numbers goes, I mean Cooper's going to be the the target hog, guys. Do you see him 150, 140, something crazy up there like that, or one twenty? Sean Watson comes back, I can see that. But it's uh, hard to want to like grasp onto that with Brissett uh, there. Yeah, because he had one hundred four last year with Dak, so. I, I would I would say I would say at least like one fifteen. Yep. I can see one fifteen. I kind I really want to go higher because if you go if you compare it to Dallas to this, you have to. Dallas was in with a mouth to feed situation with Gallup and CD and Cooper Schultz, and both the running backs. You know. True, but Dallas threw the ball more. Yeah. And. Through the ball more, and Cleveland runs or Cleveland runs it more. That's the only thing about that. Dallas threw it more. Cleveland runs it more. I got you. So, I mean, like you said, you said Baker four hundred eighteen attempts. So, yeah. if you're looking at one fifteen, you're looking at almost a third of the uh, target. I'm with you. I'm with you. Makes sense. So. Makes sense. Uh, let's let's go to tight end. So Austin Hooper is now in Tennessee, which pretty much gives guys David Njoku. He's taking the reins over as the tight end one. Mm-hmm. Guy who has flashed a lot, but injuries and inconsistencies. He, he actually led the team, and he had four receiving touchdowns, which led the team. It's crazy. Do you guys no. – are you guys in on him this year? I mean, are you, I mean, I don't think anybody's drafting him as their starting tight end, but – how do you feel about having him as a your second tight end on your team? Like it? Yeah, I mean, I could see Brissett. Like, I mean, like he'll probably progress in his reads for like his first read and second read has got to be in the middle of the field, which I'm sure is going to get be good for Harrison Bryant and David Njoku. Harrison Bryant's kind of gotten a strong start to camp too. So, mm-hmm. um, and plus with this run game, you. Have no idea if they're going to start two tight ends, especially with the wide receivers they got here too. So I mean, that's right. always an option. So, um, Ty, what was it? Was it um twenty-two personnel when we said two tight ends, two running backs before? So I mean, with the running backs and the tight ends that they have, I could kind of see uh, Browns going for something like that, like almost look like a goal line type of. Yeah. Um, well, they could change their – I mean, with Deshaun, Deshaun and Baker are two different type of quarterbacks. And if you remember correctly, it seemed like a lot of times that Baker was under center and they were going with that that one back, um, you know, kind of like that uh, yeah, that one back system. But with Deshaun, assuming – assuming, let's just what, – whatever your political views are, if he is only going to get six games – He's not a – he can play under center, but he's more of a shotgun quarterback. And there, if you do that, that's a lot. Running a shotgun out of – running shotgun gives you more opportunities to run that two running back um, system as opposed to being behind the center. So, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, it will be interesting too. But but uh, I would like to see that and not – I want to go back on Donovan Peoples-Jones. What do you guys think in him? Do you Would you possibly draft him as a late round, or would you be more interested in someone like David Bell? 
because people's Jones to me, he's just more of like, um, he's good at contested catch can somewhat stretch the field. I mean, his route running is okay. It's not immaculate, but I'm wondering like what you guys feel like David Bell on the other hand. Go ahead, Ty. I mean, I would just say not seeing a lot of Donovan Peoples Jones, but seeing a little bit of David Bell in at Purdue. I would say David Bell coming out of college is probably better than De- Donovan Peoples Jones. Mm-hmm. So the only thing about it is David Bell is on the PUP. So that kind of that you know that doesn't really scare a lot of people. But for me, I I try not to. With my luck, I'll I'll end up drafting David Bell and he'll be out for the first six games. <laughs> so so um, as far as talent wise, I mean I would go David Bell, but because he's on PUP, I'm leaning maybe towards Donovan Peoples Jones. Talking right now, we'll see down the road. If when when David Bell comes up comes off of PUP, I would draft David Bell. Okay. <clears throat> All right, boys, anything else on the Browns? No. All right. I will take it as a pass. Guys, let's go to your AFC champions from last year, the Bengals. Possibly the I don't know, the most fantasy relevant team. I don't know. They just have studs all over the field. Let's start with Joe Burrow. He missed one game last year. 366 completions on 520 attempts, 70% completion rate. I don't know if we talked about anybody that had a 70% completion rate in all these we've been doing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. 4,611 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Guys, one of the – so he finished as a uh, fantasy QB number eight last year in half-point PPR. The 70% completion kind of blew me away. And also, the 520 attempts. I thought that was kind of low. They were – that's 15, so that's, you know, middle of the pack. But, again, I mean, mixing – we'll get to mixing, but they, they ran a lot. But with the targets, the wide receivers they have, do you guys – I don't know. I was underwhelmed. Do you guys feel the same, or am I just – Shooting I mean, I, I was actually surprised to find out that they were 13th in offense mm-hmm. and, and I guess 7th in the past. So I was a little underwhelmed by that when I looked up, like, because I tried to do the ranking. I was a little underwhelmed that they were 13th in offense, like, in uh, total yards per game. That was, mm-hmm. for me, that was underwhelming. Because like you said, there's just studs everywhere. And that's without, we'll get to uh, CJ Uzma. Uh, not on team anymore. They were only 13th. That kind of surprised me. So that part underwhelmed me. I mean, uh, just seeing Joe Burrow come back from uh, his injury the previous year and putting up over 4,500 yards is hell good on its own right. But, I mean, they, the re- wide receiver core is so young, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something we're going to see for, for a very long time. Um even with Tyler Boyd, now he's like the third string on this team. It's it's and a lot of fun to see. And he's still, and he's only like twenty seven years old. Mm-hmm. Yep, crazy. Crazy to think, guys. I actually have 
my redraft. I, a lot of people, it's Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, I have, or whatever that combination is. I, I have Burrow as my number three. I'm really big on him, and with just with the with, with the weapons. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just just Jamar Chase in his own right. Like, I mean, the yards after the catch that he produces, and the red zone threat that T. Higgins is, mm-hmm. and Tyler Boyd, obviously really good in the slot position as well. So, I mean, it's all right there for him. And then, I mean, we haven't brought him up till now, but Hayden Hurst, he's already got a pretty good camp, and uh. The team is recognizing that on offense, and so far they're gonna be pretty good. I think it's gonna I'm, leave I'm off you. right where they're at from last season. I'm with you. I think I think Hurst is an upgrade over Uzoma. Mm-hmm. Not to get not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's go. I mean, Burrow's great. I don't know. There's not much to really say. You know, he's. I don't he's know where, where you guys have him. He's, I think he's the easy top five. He's a QB one, obviously. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you're not drafting him as your number one quarterback, I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, I would probably look at him in the QB seven, eight range, because um, obviously he doesn't give you much upside in the rushing um, in that dual threat. But I do like him in that aspect, as long as he's throwing, you know, anywhere between five to six hundred passes um, season. I mean, you can't go wrong with that, especially with the weapons we're seeing. I'm with um, you. And I think and, and on on offense, their O-line was definitely their weakness. And they definitely did a lot to remedy that. He was, yeah, he was we talked about Baker getting sacked so many times. He was sacked 51 times. Mm-hmm. So they've they've done some stuff to to upgrade their O-line. They got the Cowboys O linemen. Lyle Collins. Yep. Yep. So Huge. they've done some stuff to 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 help. So and, I, and I I think this guy's yeah. I think I think he could go higher. Yeah. I mean he could make I mean 70.4%. The dude can make any throw. I mean literally any throw on the football field. Mm-hmm. So. I'm with you guys. Let's let's go down to one of my favorites, and that's Joe Mixon. He he missed one game last year. He had career highs in rushing attempts, 292, career high in rushing yards, 1,205, and 13 rushing touchdowns. He caught 42 of his 48 targets for 314 yards and three touchdowns last year in a half-point PPR league. Ladies and gentlemen, he finished as your RB number four. That's pretty far up there, guys. Yes. No, he had he had he never had less than 10, 10 rushing attempts in a game. In five games, he only he had less than 15. So, you know, he is he is a focal point of this offense, guys. And he is I don't know, going hard. I love him. All it is to say. Yeah. It, it, it was good to see him get 16 touchdowns because uh, I don't have the stats on me, but it just never felt like Joe Mixon always feels like always felt like all right. When's that big year gonna come? Like it's always been, it's always been there. But like I've had him for the last what three years, and I'm always wondering like all right, when am I gonna reap the? When am I really gonna reap the benefits? And like you said, last year definitely reap definitely reaped them for sure. 
just think the whole team in general just gelled well on offense, man, to like everybody pretty much, you know, gained a lot throughout it. Um, just, yeah, Joe Mixon's looking good. You got Chris Evans and Samaj P. Ryan to back him up. But Mixon, I would ab- absolutely still put him as a top five running back. Um, yeah, Josh, do you have him? What do you have him ranked as of right now? Number four. Number four. Same as last year. Left off. Okay. Yeah, Jonathan, I got JT, Derrick Henry, and Eckler above him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I am bullish. I know people are – I don't know. I'd take a step back from McCaffrey, in my opinion. Well, he's – yeah, but, I mean, he's pretty much moved up from, like, the back of a first-round pick to, like, one of the top five to six nowadays. Because we've had the Saquon Barkley's and the uh, Zeke's move back, like, towards the back end of a first or a second round. So, yeah, I, I have this opposite. And this team, dude, is just offense in general produces. They're thirteenth overall. You know, Josh, mm-hmm. Josh. Josh, you said you had them above McCaffrey. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. The, I think, I think, gun to my head, the only other guys I might put above him that are below him right now, possibly Najee Harris and Dalvin. But we're split. But we're splitting hairs, guys. So. Yeah, because not yeah, because Najee might uh, definitely got the target. We'll get into that, but yeah, Najee provides maybe a little bit better in the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. But you can't go wrong with mixing either way. No. Well, I'm thinking maybe this offensive line could pretty much help. Now it's uh, got a little more structure to it. So they were in rushing attempts. They were 19. I mean, who's not to say they're at least more so in the uh, early to mid-teens, you know? So I think if that happens, then you're going to see a lot of Joe Mixon and a lot of him progressing. So that would be pretty good, too. Absolutely. And I don't think you have – so Samaje, Samaje, he, uh, <laughs> he had 55 attempts. So, you know, it's not like he's – you know, you have – there's a lot of running – I mean, a lot of these teams have a one-two combo now. I mean, let's be honest. But he's he's the one that – I don't know. One of the ones that's like – and like him and Jonathan Taylor, you know, and, and Eckler a lot. But I think uh, – who's the guy they – what's the guy's name? Spiller. I think Spiller's going to cut in some more. Yeah. And Derrick Henry. Like, the, like, it's their team, you know. Najee Harris, same thing. Yeah. I mean, but like you got Dalvin Cook and you know Madison's always there. You got Swift, Jamal Williams is always there. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, you know. Zeke, you got Pollard there. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. have anybody breathing down your neck when it comes to this guy, when it comes to this team, too. Yeah, he has so. no he has nobody that's like trying to take his seat, take him off the iron throne, if you will. Oh, but, so. but I will say though, if you're the Bengals, you gotta like what you have in Chris Edmonds and P line as far as your backups. I mean they both averaged four and a half yards per carry when they got the ball. And Chris Evans is like uh, Demetric Felton. He averaged 10 yards uh, per catch. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're not the thrown and mixing by any means. But you have to like, if you're the Bengals organization, you have to like, you have to like your uh, running back room. Yeah. Not just, mm-hmm. not just mixing. It's a good compliment to mixing mm-hmm. for sure. And hopefully mm-hmm. they can pick up that red zone status. Cause I think they were only 20th in red zone last season. So, it's funny how that came about as their 20th because they, they rock. But I mean, it could be more so that they've had when they're winning, they've had very uh, long uh, 
long touchdown plays, you know. I mean, Jamar Chase, just look at him with uh, the amount of uh, touchdowns he's probably had over, like, 20, 30, 40 yards. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's go to the – probably the best receiving crew in the NFL, right? One, two, three? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's let's start with this with Jamar Chase. I mean, rookie season guys came in, he played, didn't miss a game, caught 81 of 128 targets, 1,455 yards, and 13 touchdowns, guys. That tallied as the wide receiver number five. Then we got T. Higgins in his second year. He missed three games, played 14, caught 74 of 110 targets. 1,091 yards and six touchdowns. And let's not forget Tyler Boyd missed one game, played 16, caught 67 of 94, 828 yards and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Need, I, need I say more? No. But, guys, I mean, Jamar Chase, I'm just going to go ahead and say it out there. He is he's my wide receiver number one going into redraft. Absolutely. I'm bold. I know I'm over Cooper Cup. I'm over Justin Jefferson. I'm over Devontae Adams. I don't know. I just think he's in a rookie season doing that. And like I said, I think Joe Burrow possibly passed more. I don't know. I just, I think. He's just so quick, dude. He's somebody who, who definitely lets you, he, you won fantasy championships having Jamar Chase. I mean, plain and simple. Like, I mean, especially when he uh, hit that second gear in the second part of the season. Like, I mean, everybody in the beginning of last season was like, oh, he's not catching the ball great in preseason, all this other shit. Like, and now he just, dude, he's just quick, great after the catch, and a hell of a route runner as it is, too. So, I mean, if he doesn't go, if he go, if he doesn't go top five among receivers and drafts, like, you know, like yeah, what the hell? What the hell is going on? If yeah. somebody, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you've seen four already gone, you better, you better pick them up. Mm-hmm. And his he's, rapport with, oh, I'm sorry, with Joe Burrow, yeah, you know. he's easily in the top five. But I could see number one. Why not? Let's play a quick game. In redraft, JT is going the one-one overall. Is anybody arguing? Is anybody not taking? If you have him at the one-one, are you taking him? Watch out. Easy peasy. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Where, I mean, I guess we've gone through all the divisions. If Jamar Chase in the year one, if it's Cup, if it's Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Diggs, whoever, when? Because remember, it used to be Antonio Brown. He used to be the one one. Stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. when are you taking a, a wide receiver? in the first like are you waiting like you got jonathan taylor you got derrick henry you got echo you got mixon mccaffrey Najee, dalvin like when is when is the wide receiver one your was your wide receiver one stepping in well i'm taking them over christian mccaffrey and i'll be honest i'll probably even take them over dalvin cook uh, yeah i mean when it comes to like the mid part of the first round if the some of the best uh, – so I probably won't t- touch a wide receiver until, like, pick eight because if all those stout 
um, running backs who are great at um, uh, PPR values as well. I'm not going to get a wide receiver unless I know he's going to be the best in the game to somewhat compete with all these, you know, back-end RB1s and whatnot. Because we all know running back is where you get the most fantasy uh, points and value. So, I mean, it's hard because you have the Justin Jeffersons, you have the Jamar Chases. I'm kind of saying Cooper Cup's going to probably fall because, I mean, he's had a hell of a season uh, and plus a hell of a lot of touchdowns. But I see him, like, taking a little bit of a back seat. But these younger wide receivers are all starting to catch up. And you still have – I mean, I'll give it to Ty, too, when you have somebody like um, Stephon Diggs. Like, um, just – He's a hell of an athlete too. I think he could be a top three wide receiver in his own right because of how much Josh Allen throws off the bat, you know? So yeah. I'm always looking for those wide receivers. How heavy is it a pass offense? And are their wide receivers electric? You know? I, I Well, not to get my bills played, but I love Diggs, but I would definitely take Jamar Chase over Diggs. I mean, that's easily. But right. there's – but there's only a few running backs that I would take over Jamar Chase, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, when you start talking about McCaffrey and Barkley and like, all, or, or even Dalvin, uh, I'm, I, I'll, I'll take Jamar Chase before those guys. Like I said, the Derrick Henrys and the Jonathan Taylors and the Ecklers and Najee Harris, eh, I might, I might have to go with one of those guys. Yeah. So let me let me put it put it to you guys this way. Uh, Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Nobody cares about your fantasy league. But the 16-team redraft league that Gary and I are in that we've had for years now, if you look at the overall points, Najee, Mixon, and Jamar Chase are all within one point of each other and some change. So Jamar, like, Jamar Chase, he outscored Tyreek. He outscored James Conner. He outscored Zeke. I'm trying to find – he outscored Lenny. So just just to put you know put it in he outscored Kelsey, so just to put it in in the Kamara just to put it in context I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's true. So a little off topic, but I, I think we're at the point where we know he's great, and that's, <laughs> that's where I, we are. I got I got a question because I'm actually a T, T Higgins guy. I actually, like T Higgins a lot. I do too. Um, and. I'll, I'll bring up a couple of Bills stuff because I, I read somewhere where it was like the top 20 receivers the Bills are going to face. And the top four, Cup, Tyree, JJ, or Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. Number five had Amari Cooper, and number six had Bob Woods, and number seven had T. Higgins. Do you think those two guys are better? Would you take, my question is, would you take Amari Cooper over T. Higgins? No. No. Okay. All right, I didn't know. I didn't know if I was the only one that thought that because I was like, "Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take T. Higgins," and I, I assume you would take T. Higgins over Bob Woods, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know if I was in the minority in that one, so I decided to ask that one. Yeah. No. So let's let's jump to T. Since Ty prefaced it, that was a good transition. Ty, we have Chase as a first round wide receiver. Where where we where we're, he's going? We're splitting hairs. T. Higgins. 12-team redraft, where are you guys going? Like, where are you drafting him? I mean, I think if I had him, I'm going to open it up to you guys. But I think having him as your wide receiver, too, is 
electric. I'll put it that way. If you have a measure one, say you went running back heavy and you have a measure one, I wouldn't be upset. Love him is my number two. I don't know. I, I would love him as my number two. I mean, number I'm one. definitely, yeah, I'm definitely high on him being a number two. Um, but I mean, my, I'd have to be at least out at least, at least one running back one, pretty decent running back one, and maybe a decent one wide receiver two or wide receiver one, I should say, before that wide receiver two. Um, I do like him. It just sucks that he's pretty much the second step in Cincinnati, but if I need to, I would rather see another pass happy offensive team that could, that has a wide receiver one that I might uh, judge like somebody like T Higgins. But let me tell you, let me tell you this. So he missed three games. Jamar Chase didn't miss a game. Mm -hmm. Jamar Chase only had 18 more targets. So if you probably pan that, pan that out, T would have had more targets. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. And and his catch radius was better than Jamal Chase. Mm-hmm. Or his catch percentage was. Well, yeah. Well, radius too, man. That <clears> for <throat> sure. Mm-hmm. I said I said going into last year as on our as on our I think we did a bold prediction pod. You can find it on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean. I had T Higgins as finishing the season last year as a wide receiver one. And he was fringe. So okay. yeah, I'm big. I'm yeah, I'm I'm big on them both. I have I have him as number 15. So they're great. It, it, it could be he could be it, there's worse number ones than him. I'll put it that way. Love him as number two. There's worse number ones. Absolutely. So, I mean, we just said, I mean, we said we take him over uh Amari Cooper, Mark. right? Yeah, yep, absolutely. I take him over any New England wide receiver. I mean, that's easy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, which, all right, let's let's do this. Would you take T. Higgins or DK? I'm still taking T. I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna say it. I'm taking T because of the quarterback. Yeah. If I have to, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to hard to not want to get a piece of this pie here, especially if uh, DK's got a. Who even knows who his QB is going to be? So. This is true. Probably Gino, yep. but here we are. That's what the preseason's for, I guess, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then you guys have Tyler Boyd. He is, he's, for the past couple of years, he's always been my favorite. Get his uh, flex, get him to fill in for a week or two, you know? Yep. So, he, I mean, he had five touchdowns. T only had six. But again, Tyler, Tyler missed one game. Just under 100 targets, you know, it's all it's all right there. They're all so close. Obviously, Jamar's the alpha, but I mean, these guys are. It's just it's too good, too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> and, and really, there's nobody else. You look at the other receivers they have, like Trent Taylor. None of them are gonna like. No, oh, they used to be Gary's boy. Mm-hmm. None, Sorry. none of those. None of the other guys are going to even come close to, like, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I I don't know. This is podcast gold right now. (laughs) They're so great. They're so great. Uh, Anything else you guys want to say on these guys? 
No, it's just okay. uh it's just a team that is uh very fantasy friendly. So I mean it's definitely a team you want to maybe at least one. I like that. FF. Like and like you said, and like Gary, or I think it was Gary, like you said, they're gonna be around for a while. They're 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 probably they're probably here for the next I say three years like this. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean Jamar's on his rookie deal. <laughs> Yeah, T's on his rookie deal. So, that, I mean, those, those two for sure. Joe Burrow, as, as of right now, still on his rookie deal. Yeah. Uh, and all these and all these guys are under 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Might turn into an, almost like a chief situation. Like, somebody's got to get – somebody's not going to get paid, you know. But get to that um, crossroad yeah. when it gets there. Guys, let's, let's go to tight end. We already talked about Uzoma. It went – I don't know. I guess money talks, guys. I don't know, but you go from the Super Bowl to the Jets. So you, I don't know. I think how, I, I, yeah, think, I didn't like that move on him. I mean, he could have just stuck it out out with Cincinnati and you know had something for years to come. But I mean, I don't know. Was it Utah who said this girl lives in New York? Okay. Hey Adams. Hey Adams told him, "Hey babe, mm. you gotta come to New York." He's chasing the wrong rings, man. Oh wow! Oh, so many three six songs I could think of right now. <laughs> so enter enter Hayden Hurst, a first round pick in twenty eighteen. He was drafted by the Ravens before Mark Andrews. Guys, do not forget that it happened. The Ravens ended up, I guess, for the better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. well, they have the tight end. They have the tight end one. Or one, I don't know, whatever your rankings are. We'll get there in a little while. Went to Atlanta for two years. And now he is in Cincinnati. I don't know. This could probably, I mean, so the 2020, 88 targets in Atlanta. And now he, last year was just 31 targets. Like that was abysmal. And he goes with, he comes to Cincinnati, Uzoma. I think he had five touchdowns. I don't know if, I don't know. I think finishing at the tight end one at the end of the tight end one, like I don't think that's hard to do. I could, I think he could finish at the tight end one, yes. But like, I definitely like him as a you know my backup tight end. I think I think that's if I walk out of a draft and I have you know say I got Godair or uh, Hawkinson, you know, like, and I have him as my backup, like I'm good with that. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But I would not want him as my number one, though. No, but, yeah. He could be a good red zone threat, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, like we said, it's, I mean, again, hard, hard to gauge, but. How old is he now? 28. 28. He yeah. turned, so well, he was drafted when he was 24. I think, yeah, because he, like he was like a baseball guy. He turned 20, he turns 29 right. at the yeah. end of this month. So right before the season starts, he will turn 29. I remember it was that controversy that he had the yips. I think he was a pitcher, right, for baseball? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he had the yips sometimes. Yeah. You want to explain them yips? Mm, yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Might as well go to NFL. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, the day we record this podcast, the backup tight end sample, he got carted off today at practice. So, no oh, no, no, bueno, guys. No bueno. Not so, really, really? yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that happened. 
It sucks. What, what, happened, what happened? Like this? I don't know. Happened? No, I don't know. I don't. Unfortunately, not. So I mean, let's we can go off Uzoma's numbers from last year. He got sixty-three targets. I think that's on. I don't see Hayden getting. If he got eighty targets, I would be shocked in this offense. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think six sixty is sixty is a pretty good floor. Mm-hmm. And maybe well, getting Jamar Chase getting thirteen touchdowns, probably hard to replicate. You know, I could see Hurst six, seven touchdowns. I don't know. You guys tell me. Well, I mean, Uzama was pretty much like one of the. He's not really known for his receiving ability. Sometimes he's kind of like a really good pass blocker. So I mean, somebody like Hurst can definitely, you know, out target what he did. Uh, Uzama did last season, mm-hmm. so I do see like anywhere between seventy to eighty. So I can I can see that being something. And like I mean, la- that one season when he was with uh, Atlanta, the fa- yeah, the Falcons. I mean, he had there were some times where he was wide open. Whether it was the defense reading it wrong or what, mm-hmm. but like I mean, he's he's somewhat savvy in the passing game. He, you know, like Josh said, I think he could be a good red zone target. I mean, shoot. One game for the Falcons, he had one catch, one yard, and a touchdown. And this is going back to Matt Ryan when I said Bo Alley Cox could be nothing great, but I I could see the potential because Matt Ryan, you know, he did this with Hayden Hurst. He made Hooper a tight end one, you know. So I mean, and he had Tony Gonzalez. So the the tight end trend was Matt Ryan. I mean. Some could I, again. I don't see Mo Ali Cox as a tight end one, but if you have him as your backup, same with Hayden Hurst, I think it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, anything else you guys want to say on the Bengals? Again, this is we could we could talk Bengals for a hot minute, but we got two more teams to do. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, Buffalo, Cincinnati. New day after New Year's, Monday night. I'll be the next team. Hell yeah, that's a fucking fun ass game to watch, dude. It's a Monday night. It's it's Bengals at this. Buffalo at Cincinnati, Monday night. So you're gonna spend New Year's in Cincinnati? Next question. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! I'm I'm excited for you. Can't wait. That's gonna be sick. Okay, let's go to the Steelers. A lot, has, a lot has happened again. These teams are such a hotbed of topics. So, Big Ben took his team to the playoffs, lost round one to KC. Signed Mitchell Trubisky. He, he was obviously he was drafted by the Bears. Things didn't work out. You can thank Matt Nagy for that. Took a year uh, – break i don't know call it what you want and went to buffalo hung out with ty for a year now signed by the steelers right now he's the presumable starter in the first round of the nfl draft this year the only quarterback drafted was kenny pickett and he was drafted by the steelers went to Pitt. let's start there guys everybody shit on ben for you know his noodle arm and all that shit last year he actually had 605 attempts. That's more than Joe Burrow. Were there a lot of them dump offs? Yes. But did I mean again? Does this guy? Sh- does this shock you that Ben had 600 passing attempts last year? 
Not um, really. I mean, he's pretty much bound to throw that much every season almost. But, I mean, I mean, like you said, with his noodle arm, I mean, it was kind of just inaccurate and just terrible throwing. You could I tell. Mean, we'll, we'll get to Deontay Johnson and Claypool, but we'll talk about But just look at how many targets they had between the two of them and then add in all the other players. And then their running game, even with Najee, wasn't that great, to be honest with you. I mean, when you look at 3.9 yards per carry, so. Right. No, it doesn't really shock me. <clears throat> that that offensive line was dismal, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think it did much to get better, right? Mm-mm. Not really. So unless Trubisky just I mean, again, hopefully he doesn't get hurt, but just completely shits the bed. He's the starter. I I think he could be with with Jacoby Brissett, again, going into a 12-team redraft league, I think he could be one of the quarterbacks that's not drafted, depending depending on who likes who, you know. But I don't think – yeah, I don't think he gets drafted. Yeah, I mean, both of these QBs are not doing too good in uh, in training camp right now. So I think it's going to be a QB battle to watch throughout the rest and see how they are throughout the preseason because I don't know – if I hear Trubisky, I think I read today, like he's just off or like just, I mean, he just was like three for 16 or something in pass attempts. That ain't good. No, 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 it's going to come down. No, it's going to come down to the preseason games for sure. But I, but uh, just for a record, Pittsburgh uh, did sign two offensive linemen via free agent. Um, uh, James Daniels from the Bears, and I think it was Mason Cole from the Vikings. But yeah, other than that, they really didn't do much with their offensive line. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah we're not, not, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to know this quarterback starter until after, probably after game three of the preseason, I would dare say. Well, the upside for this team, though, man, is just like it's pretty stout all the way, all the way through, except for this QB position. Um, yeah. Given, I mean, plus the offensive line, obviously, but like the defensive style. I mean, the run game. We've seen that they really fed Najee Harris. Imagine him with actually a, a decent running game and a, a decent line to run him behind. But um, the attempts are there for him, and obviously he gets targeted a decent amount. You know, what was it not a decent amount? Ninety-four targets. The, the, he was tied for the most with Eckler for running. Yeah. Backs. So I mean. He's heavily utilized, which is great. But, I mean, it's all whether they can keep this uh, this offensive line showing. Yeah, I mean, imagine if he had, like, the Colts offensive line. <laughs> Colts offensive line or – yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the just one middle of the pack offensive line. You know? But, I mean, guys, when we were shitting on this O-line, he still finished as a third running back last year. He had, yeah. 1200, oh, yeah. he had 1,200 yards, and he had – and passing – again, he was tied with Eckler for 94 targets. He got 74 passes. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, no, it, it was all – I would say it was mostly nausea. No, absolutely, all. absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to lie, that's awesome, but yeah. he needs more yards than that out of 94 targets. Yeah, I, I mean – 
those yards, like 467 yards off of 74 completions, that's that's worse than the tight end. And he needs more yards out of 307 carries. Who? 12, I mean, yeah, 3.9 average rushing. Receiving was 6.3, which, uh, yeah, do the math, but I thought it was going to be lower. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I don't want this to be shitting on Najee. I'm just shitting on right. the um, offensive line. I, no, I, I loved Najee coming out of college. I wanted the Bills to draft Najee, and, you know, just like Pat Firemuth, um, both are going to be both are going to be fucking game changers for their franchise. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I yeah. So he finished as a number three. I have him as a number six right now. We already talked about this a little bit. Um. I mean, I'm I'm in on him still. I know the O line's garbage, but again, if if he's putting out he's if he's putting out these numbers with that O line, then whatever. I'm still in. Maybe somebody, maybe they're, I don't know. Maybe somebody's down on him and he falls to you to like the I don't know in a redraft league. What if he falls to you like the nine or ten? I mean, that's easy money, right? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And plus, they don't. Plus, none of their backup running backs are gonna challenge him for no any. I mean, shit. Like I think I just said, I think they they signed Jeremy McNichols. Supposedly, he was supposed to be a backup, and I think he's now out for the year. They still got so, Benny. They still got Benny Snail. Oh, oh wow! Benny oh, Snail wow. and uh, McFarland. He was Shane was big on him, mm-hmm. and then nothing just nothing happened. Unfortunately. Well, he's he's proven this is all proof as to why Najee Harris has all these attempts. Like some of these guys are just not there's no competition in the run scheme. Yeah. I mean exactly. Even Kalen Balash has been in the league for God knows how long. Oh my god, throw up. Yeah. I mean, he had 12 attempts. So I mean, and he he's kind of started to pick up in his career at some point, but like, I mean, that's that's pretty bad. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Just everything is gross. You just said everything. Yeah, yeah everything. Right. Everything behind. Everything behind Najee Harris is yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, our piece. Sorry, Ty. I was, no, I was just gonna say it's almost gonna be like a Derrick Henry situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where they just just run where you know they run Derrick Henry to the ground. You're right. You're right. Let's go to the wide receivers. Again, I mean, this is – I like the trio. Is it the Bengals? No. Is there upside? I mean, I mean, let's start with Deontay Johnson, 169 targets. I mean, that is just I – I mean, that's I – don't, I don't know. I mean, I've – it's up there. I I don't I forget I don't know if forget if he's number one. Sorry, I'm stumbling, but that's huge. He just re-signed today, right? A two-year extension. Well, the fact that they just re-signed him too, man, is is uh, clearly to say that like, hey, I mean, we value you. And I mean, although it is a two-year contract, I know he was kind of not happy and he was kind of somewhat holding out a bit. Um, but I mean, this definitely is a clear cut. Uh, vision for the team as it he can be the guy for this team for sure 
Like, I mean, 169 targets, I will take that from any wide receiver, and I will take that for any wide receiver, too, that I have. Because he's being drafted. What would you say, Josh? Like, round five-ish? Maybe a little bit later than that? I don't – I mean, I feel like 12-team redraft? hmm I mean, I don't know. Say you have a – He's pretty much hitting – um. I would say pretty the much third. the fourth fourth round. I think he's in the fourth this round. All right, I was. But you might be third. right. You might be right with third. I would say third, especially if you have a Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. You know, say you oh, have a Steelers. Nice. Say say you have a Steelers fan that comes around. I mean, he could be. He could go into the, the second. Say say there's and say there's a Steelers fan has a one one. You know, snakes back around to him. Mm-hmm. One hundred sixty nine targets. I mean, you're looking at like that's like Devontae, isn't it? Yeah, like the body. So, yeah, again, I, so just kind of going off topic, that same list I told you about, mm-hmm. they had among all the receivers the Bills have to play, they have the they have Deontay Johnson as the 11th best receiver behind Thielen, Tyler Boyd, Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins. Bob Woods and Amari Cooper. Who's this? This is some website, some Bills website that just ranked all these wide receivers. And they got those, how many guys? Those six guys behind or in front of Deontay Johnson. And I dare would say, I would take I would take Deontay Johnson over all six of those. Yeah. Yeah, he was so he was tied with for he was tied for second. He was tied with Devontae Allen for second in targets last year. Cooper Cup 191, blowing everybody out of the water, guys. I have him as number 14. I have him above T. Higgins. And I have him above Pittman and Terry and Jalen Waddle and DK. Only problem is this QB situation. I mean, that's the only thing that's like, you know, but, but, somewhat but, of a red flag. But do you? I don't know. I think. Well, I mean, Ben just, Ben wasn't good last year, and I think we're splitting hairs. If well, I guess here, Ben Roethlisberger, a, sorry, good, sorry, sorry. I mean, I'm definitely cutting you off. I mean, we all know with Roethlisberger too, but let's just talk about what we were talking about earlier. Talking about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, instant chemistry. Talking about Stafford and Cooper Cup instant chemistry we could talk about Devonte adams and now with Derek carr but that's old school chemistry as well i mean we're talking about obviously we're looking at somebody like i mean deontay johnson being a, a wide receiver too which is pretty good but he's not going to be that wide receiver one range if the chemistry isn't there with these qbs because these guys throughout training camp or faltering. Like, I mean, there's no good sign that I'm hearing whatsoever. I mean, even with the tight ends with Mahomes, like that's huge. I mean, chemistry is huge. So, I mean, shit, man. I mean, that's just one thing. And I'm just seeing targets can be there all they want. First off is the QB of these two going to be able to get it off on time half the time. And are they going to be accurate? Because, I mean, although Big Ben wasn't accurate, he somewhat had somewhat kind of chemistry with all these wide receivers. You know? So I, that's I, just my I, point. I, I see. I see I see where you're going. I, see. I, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I just because he's because he can run the route tree as well. I yeah. mean, he can. I mean, he can run the slants. He can run the the curl routes. I mean, he's not he's not a one trick pony. And you certainly your route running really comes into play when you do have a crappy quarterback. Look at Terry McLaurin. Look how many quarterbacks he's played with. True, and he's put he's put up with three solid years because he's a good route runner. Mm-hmm. So someone like someone like Claypool is going to struggle more because he's got a couple of good routes, but I wouldn't say he runs a route tree like Deontay Johnson. The only thing, the only, the only thing he's got on Deontay Johnson is just his size and speed, probably. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I think he's faster than uh, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is quick in his routes. Which gains some separation and shit like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Deontay Johnson. I really, he's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. Ever since he was drafted, he became one of my favorite ones. But yeah, it's just uh, it's tough to want to be like, oh man, let's pull the trigger on this. But I'm trying to give. Uh, Trubisky the edge I'm trying to think that he should be the one with the edge because he's you know he's been in the league he's got a little bit of experience and I'm just hoping this is just like you know a little bit of growing pains with the new team so because they were even talking about Mason Rudolph having a shot and he's had plenty of chances yeah yeah he's had plenty of chances to be the quarterback so he should be out I think I think Trubisky should be the guy mm-hmm. Like Deontay yeah. Johnson to me is like a Brandon Cooks, but I would take Brandon Cooks before him right now. Oh wow, bold, bold. Would you? You wouldn't the I'm way still, Brandon I, Cooks I, has I, been. I, I'm no, nah, I'm still going. I'm still taking 169 targets. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where I draw the line. Although Davis Mills is better than any of these three quarterbacks. What is 169 targets a given this season? I think 140 are. No, you're right about that. Um, I say 135. I mean, Brandon Cooks in PPR last season was number 20. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go. Let's. Let's. I mean, this is this next wide receiver. Another hot topic, guys. Chase Claypool. He's he had his rookie season. I guess he can. Would you call it blowing up? I don't know. Like he he definitely had a drop down, but I looked at his numbers and his his receptions, his attempts, and his yards are very very similar. The big difference between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Is in 2020 he had nine touchdowns. Last year he only had two. That's that is if again if you go back and look at everything, it is so close. It's just those touchdowns, guys. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's just it's just crazy that I don't know. You have all these guys. Well, there's a PPR beast and yada yada yada. But just that that's a, that's just that that big of a difference will you know take you from wide receiver to one to wide receiver three. Or something like that, you know. What do you got him? What do you got him ranked? In my rankings? Yeah. Guys, I need you. I need you guys to make rankings so we can compare. 
I got him as I'm down on. It. I got him as 41. I should probably look at look again. 41. I think I need to have him in the 30 somewhere, but so you you got him as a flex, as basically as a flex option. I will put him. All right. So right now, yeah, I need. I have Drake London above him. I have Amon Ra. I have Devonta Smith. I have Ayuk. You guys know I love Ayuk. I got Lockett, Elijah Moore. I have Gallup, Anuk, Gabe Davis. You're welcome. Thielen, Juju. I, tell me where I'm wrong, please. I mean, it's tough to say. It's tough to gauge. Like I know, I know. It's, I don't know. I think, I guess I'm a little down on him. I feel like I don't know. He just gets, and then he's in the media and yada yada yada. Well, he has he has like great games and he has like you know bottom feeding games. Like it's it's hard for him to have any consistency. Well, and catching 59 and 105, that's not a good uh like catch percentage, guys. No. No. I think at best, yeah, I think a flex is the best. But if he's my number four, I mean, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. But at best, he's a flex. So yeah. where you got, where you got him is pretty good. I like it. So, <laughs> but then let's all right. So kind of to contradict what Gary said a few minutes ago, and even Barstool is reporting about this: the guy that is having the best Steelers training camp right now the guy that i was big on george pickens they said he is killing it right now yeah so i guys redraft in your redraft league if he can if he falls like say you need a wide receiver late i don't know i think we haven't done our sleeper pod yet but he's probably going to get mentioned in mine i think i think yeah I think he has to because, I mean, who else is going to be the number three? I mean, Josh's George Pickens is my Paris Campbell. Oh, okay. I'm down for that. We, we need to make a bet. I had to do a yeah. Paris Campbell plug. So you got – all right, so you have James Washington last year, 44 targets. Ray Ray McLeod with 66. That is 110. Am I doing my math? Is that 110 targets? Yes, 60 plus four. Yeah, 110 targets. There you go. George Pickens, 110 targets. Wide receiver finishes the season as wide receiver three. You are welcome, America. Plus Juju's 28. There we go. He had last year. Oh boy. And I silenced you guys. No, I mean, it's it's (laughs) there. It's definitely there. I mean, say if he starts to stand out, that's one reason too that Deontay Johnson can like, you know, take a little bit of a step backwards. So, I mean, you got three. This is a pretty decent – I mean, not decent. This is a fucking B-plus, A-minus, like, wide receiver core. There's no Bengals, but – Right. It's like, I mean, it's a pretty decent wide receiver core to where, like, mm-hmm. these guys are all going to get their own in some way, yeah. some way, yeah. some form of fashion. Some type of way. Mm-hmm. Rich homie Quan. Oh, man. Tell me why. Let's, let's go. Let's talk about the fry guy. What do you call him, Ty? Yeah. I thought you had a nickname for him. Sorry, I botched that. Sweet Vermouth. Sweet Fryer Muth. Sweet Fryer Muth. Uh, Guys. The Buffalo Bill. That's all I got. Anyway. So Fryer Muth missed one game. Caught 60. He caught more catches than Claypool. 
caught 60 on 79 targets, only 497 <laughs> yards, kind of a down, but seven touchdowns. So you can't take that away in his rookie season. He finishes tight end number 14. Guys, I don't see how he cannot finish as a tight end number one. Anybody want to tell me? Anybody? I got him as number 11, so I got him right there. I mean, he had more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people had more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. Exactly. No, I, I agree with that. That's that's not a bad rookie year. Like, no. I mean, I know, I know the 497 yards is nothing to, like, you know, get excited for, but yeah, sixty catches, seven touchdowns. Yeah, I can see, I can see him being a tight end number one. Absolutely. Gars, I mean, I like Prime Obviously, I've liked him since he came out of college and everything. But I'm trying to put everything together as to how many attempts is this team going to throw? How many are you saying Deontay Johnson is going to get for him to be a wide receiver? Wide receiver two. And then you got to put Claypool and your boy Pickens. Yep. And then you're going to have Fry. That's four different separate guys. And then Najee Harris is going to get anywhere close to 94 targets as well. It's a lot of targets for a lot of people. So, I mean, I, I mean, I like it. I just think he's going to be like fringe tight end one, which is still not bad at all. So, I mean, I'd still take that. I like him because he's going to have off games, I feel, especially with the way this team is set up. So, I mean, I think um, now that I look at it again, I mean, Najee Harris could take the work bulk of all of this, you know, especially if the uh, they lean on the defense heavily and just hope and pray that the uh, offense can just coast through. So. They got, the defense. they got the defense to do it, too. Yeah, absolutely. I never thought we would, you know, we thought we again we started talking Steelers and we started talking how rough it was with with Roethlisberger, but then you have just great. I mean, all these receiving targets and all these guys that are getting all these targets and you know spreading all around. So a little hypocritical from my my standpoint, but yeah. Well, before uh, camp started, I was really big on Trubisky possibly like you know being electric. Not a, well, like incredibly electric, but being able to gather his own here because he has a huge opportunity. This is a hell of a team to come back and start playing for. When you went to the Bears, backed up Josh Allen with the Bills. Now you're with Pittsburgh, who is a fucking, you know, one of the biggest franchises in this league. So, I mean, if, this is his chance, dude. Even though this kid, uh, Kenny Pickett, was – Drafted in the first round. I mean, you got a hell of an opportunity with the experience you have. A hell of a turnaround for your career, man. He's a lot – and he's actually a lot more athletic than people want to give him credit yeah. for. Yeah, and the use of his legs, too, can help him find ways for this offense. And this this could be a stepping stone for him. Like you said, they drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round. Hey, even if he does well the next two years, it, Pittsburgh may not be the team for him. He could go somewhere else because you know eventually in two years somebody's going to be looking for a quarterback. Right. I mean, quarterback's yeah. one of the toughest positions in this league, man. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you're drafted like – I mean, look at Jameis Winston and Mar Marcus Mariota who are first overall, first and second overall. Look at fucking um, Baker, you know, Baker Mayfield Baker. And, and – Sam Darnold. Him. Yeah, Sam Darnold, same team, drafted back-to-back. 
first second. Yep. So it's it's a hell of a you know it's a hell of a league to try and like keep a a huge career with all throughout. But I do like Trubisky. I want him to be the one because he can extend the plays. I think, especially with this offensive line, so that helps out um, the fantasy value for each one of these wide receivers, let alone tight end, Fryermuth. So, all in all, this offense I think can escalate from being twenty third last season, and they can at least be somewhat middle of the pack, maybe a little bit more above that. So, like uh, mid to late teens in the uh, offense would be good for the team. So. I, I just think like because you're you're leaving an an old head like Ben Roethlisberger, some something new, some refreshing could hopefully boost this team a little bit more. And like you said, he had a noodle arm and his mobility was shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, his mobility was shot, but more importantly, really he wasn't known for his mobility. He was more known for not being able to get sacked. You know, he was extending plays with his body. You know, people like Josh Allen and people like Lamar and Kyler use their legs. You know, he he used his body to extend the play. And obviously, that was out the door. Like you said, Mitch can extend the play with his um with his mobility. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ready for the last team, guys? I am yeah. ready. Guys, before we go to it, it's – just watching the Hall of Fame game, seeing Matthew Barry switching over to NBC. Good for him, guys, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think yeah, he uh mm-hmm. got, he got he got on the big network. I mean, the guy's been grinding at ESPN for years. And you know, he's he's one of the I mean, if you had the a Mount Rushmore of fantasy football, he's he's gotta be on there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So so big up, big ups to him. So let's go, let's go to the Ravens, our last team of the night. Uh, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> a lot to talk about, right? Missing, he missed five games last year. Of course, he's a he's a he's the, he is the rushing court. Well, let's not take uh, Hertz out of this conversation, Gary. But he's when everybody thinks about him, he is he is the rushing quarterback. Uh, 246 completions on 382 attempts, 2,882 yards, 16 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. Let's talk about the rushing we just mentioned. 133 rushing attempts, tying the most for the team, 767 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Before we go any farther, guys, let's just go. I mean, if everybody doesn't remember, this team had – I forget how many players on the IR. It was 20 easy. It was, but this so a lot of these stats from last year, the same coaching staff, of course, Harbaugh, everything. But this team was just plagued, black plagued with injuries. So a lot of this stuff needs to have an asterisk. But guys, Even before what, the season started, they lost. They lost Marcus Peters. Peters. Yeah, Marcus Peters and Gus. <clears throat> Both got hurt in back-to-back plays. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But I mean, they stuck it out. I mean, it was kind of. I liked watching Tyler Huntley a little bit too, man. Like he's, he's not a. He's a pretty good backup QB. I mean, he's not somebody who's going to be your typical uh, 
starting QB, but he's he gets it done when he has that opportunity to. But going on Lamar Jackson, dude, I mean, the, bulk, the guy bulked up. I mean, he's got a little bit more zip on the ball for this season, too. I mean, he was uh, – Dan wanted me to say a little bit of things, obviously. So he's been working with a QB specialist offhand. So, I mean, he obviously bulked up. I mean, the offensive line, they've gotten a few pieces, too. And, I mean, since they've taken away – who is it? Miles Boykin, Hollywood Brown are gone. So, I mean, this could be an opportunity for Rashad Bateman to step up. And we could probably see a lot, quite a bit with him and Mark Andrews in the fantasy oh, world. It's, Rashad, it's Rashad's team. Other than Mark mm-hmm. it's Rashad's, let me say, wide receiver. The wide receiver room is Rashad, which is um, interesting because he's only a second-year guy. But it's basically his room to command, I guess, if you want to call it. Yeah, he I, obviously yeah. has a hell of a lot of opportunity. I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm Bateman. Bateman's one of my guys this year for sure. Definitely go on that that pedestal. And of course, we, I mean, let's just, we'll go ahead. We already mentioned Mark Andrews, guys. He's a let me flip flop your rankings however you want. But he's if you don't have him in your top five, something something's wrong. You know, Gary. I, I don't know how your uh. Scott, Scott Fishbowl draft went, but he didn't make it out of the second round in ours, especially with tight end premium. Really? I, I think he's – I think no offense to Kelsey, but I think he's no more on tight end. Mm-hmm. I think – I mean, and he's been great. And he's been solid all – he could have made Pro Bowl all three years that he was a starter. He didn't make it in 2020, of course, that was the Darren Waller year. But, yeah, I would say he's the number one tight end. I'm with you, man. I'm well, I mean, you. it's he's obviously at least a top five. I mean, with Hopefully. Kittle, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, obviously Kelsey too. But I mean, he's yeah. definitely within that, uh, you know, tier of t- tight ends. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to see him anywhere between the three and five. Is very good it's with what I like. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So let's go back to Lamar, guys. I think that with just – he's never been known for, you know, like the passing, you know, crazy passing and stuff, right? But his his rushing has been the thing. And I guess injuries finally kicked in. I don't think this is – definitely last year was the most he's been injured. And this might be a stretch, but he's a tight end one easy, I think. I don't – he doesn't fall out of the tight end – I'm sorry, tight end. He doesn't fall out of the QB1 territory, right? No, I still think he's the top five, man. Just that rushing ability just helps. Okay. I didn't know if you – I mean, I know you're a Kyler guy. Like, I didn't know. Would you have Kyler over him? Uh, or yeah, Dak? I have Kyler, yeah, I have Kyler over him. Dak, I kind of, like, put back because of his wide receiver crew. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, yeah, Lamar, just his rushing ability is always stout. Um, passing, oh. like, I mean, obviously he's great in the middle of the field and the deep, uh, uh, deep routes and whatnot. Um, so hopefully this zip on the ball and if he's working with like some QB specialists, it's all about, I mean, you got to think about the outside, like towards the outside of the, uh, the field. So, I mean, if he can pretty much create some opportunities for his wide receivers, because we both know Rashad Bateman 
and uh, Mark Andrews are fucking great in the middle of the field. And that's yeah. pretty much what Lamar Jackson is very highly um, right. capable of doing. So if he can start, like, you know, getting on all sides of the field, you know, I think he's going to be pretty damn good, dude. I still have him as top five. Because this would be, what, his fourth or fifth year with Mark Andrews? Fourth, mm-hmm. yeah. Fourth. And, um, yeah, no, I, I'm with Gary. I think because of the rushing aspect, he's the best – He's the best running quarterback in the NFL. I think you have to put him. I think you have to put him at QB one. Obviously, obviously, if you got two QB, uh, two QB league like Chuba, shit. He, I mean, how can you not have him? How can you not have him as the number two QB? But I think because of that running aspect, he still has to be a QB one. Yeah, I put Kyler maybe just a notch above because he gives you that passing and rushing. Like, I mean, Lamar, obviously, he's picking up that uh, passing ability, but Kyler just is capable of doing both. But Lamar yeah. is better at rushing. Yep. But, I mean, Kyler can pretty much – he balances the two, I guess you could say, in a way. And I would say – and we don't know what will happen. Maybe Rashad Bateman becomes Anquan Bolden or Steve Smith. But you you got to assume right now the Cardinals' weapons are just a little bit better than the Ravens. Outside of Mark Andrews, the wide receiver room is better in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Guys, we haven't talked the running backs at all. Probably because it was horrible last year. It was atrocious. Right? Yeah, J.K. Dobbins went down. Gus, they lost their first their three starting Stop, running backs. Dude, yeah. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill all got hurt in the preseason. I remember I was helping I was helping one of my cousins. We were at we were at Virginia Beach. We were literally on the beach and he had one of his drafts and I was helping him draft because he was getting hammered. And I took like J I took JK, I think in the third or fourth round. And this I don't know these guys. It was like a 10 or 12 team league. And you know, and I was like, I got a steal. And he got and he tore his ACL 30 minutes later. I've never felt I never felt like I felt like oh shit, dude. Yeah, but they have quite a running back room now. Mike Davis. I mean, Tyler Bay, he's there now too, and he looked pretty good. Do you think is Justice on the out? Maybe. Yeah, I mean that's five running backs, guys. I think so. Yeah, I really like. I really like Tyler Beatty coming out of college. I think he was one of the best running backs in the NFL. I mean, in, in college, even though he went, even though he went in the sixth round, you could kind of like look down on that. I thought he was one of the best running backs in college football. And he went to Missouri, going up against SEC opponents, and still rushed for sixteen hundred yards. That's like uh, that's like David Bell, who we talked about earlier, being on Vanderbilt, the worst team in the SEC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, I mean, guys, I, I've I've been big on Dobbins. I'm still big on Dobbins. I think it's. I mean, I know he got hurt, but I think it's a good thing that he got hurt. I guess in the preseason, as opposed to you know December. So and he's been on Twitter, you know, saying he's ready to go. Of course, he shit on uh, Rappaport. And <laughs> I saw that tweet. But I mean, Dobbins is a guy I. I like him. I, I, he's a running back too. He's in my running back too territory. Gus has always been one of my favorite backups to have. 
Mike Davis, I'm not putting much into that value. He, I mean, I don't know. He could get, I don't know. It might, you know, it could be Justice versus Justice Hill versus Mike Davis, maybe for a roster spot. Corey Clements there, Nate. I liked Nate McCrary too. He was, he didn't really have a shit ton of opportunities, but like, I, when it came to preseason last season, I was like, he looks pretty fucking good. But he was not really utilized, as you could see. Um, he wasn't utilized whatsoever during the season. So that and um, when we saw Tyson Williams, he had that fucking great game in the beginning of the season and just fucking faltered after that. I think he's on he's on Indy's team now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, hoping Dan, I was hoping Dan would be on here. I could ask him what that was about, Tyson Williams. But um, yeah, I don't know how y'all feel about Mike Davis, but I think. I don't know. I, I've never really been a Mike Davis guy, personally. But um, as far as J.K. Dobbins, it, it was a torn ACL, right? I'm, I should know this, but I'm, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel like, and y'all probably know this, torn ACLs, when you heard about that in like the 90s or the 80s and all that, when you had a torn ACL, you were basically done for your career. I mean, you were done. You weren't coming back. And Within the last decade, Adrian Peterson has proven that you can tear your ACL and then seven months later, you're maybe even better than what you were before. So, I mean, I feel like, I feel like now it's on the per, it's on the player. So, like, I, I, I still believe in JK Dobbins. Like I said, despite the gruesome injury, I still believe him. He's only yeah. his third, it's only his third year. He had a great year. I thought he had a really good year the first year. Um, I still believe in him. Yeah, he's still on the pup, but I mean, he's he's eager as fuck to get on the, out there practicing and whatnot. I mean, that's what you want out of your running back. You want him to want to be out there no matter what. I mean, that's a guy who, like, you could see through injury, he's going to want to still play and shit, too. So, I mean, I like him. It's hard to fucking put him as, like, a high RB2, but I do see him, like, back-end RB2, uh, like – little after top 20 probably but i mean that's because this is such a a deep running back room and i mean if somebody like mike davis stays and gus edwards is good and healthy to go to and tyler Beatty, i mean this could be something where that's a rotational thing just like san francisco so yeah, not JK, have like too much of just one yeah jk could be yeah running back three but i mean very well could easily be a running back two by the end of the season and I always liked personally. I always liked Gus Edwards. I mean, I always thought mm-hmm. he ran. I always thought he ran the ball hard, and I always thought that when he had his opportunity, he made the most of it. Um, and it kind of, and that kind of offense, even though it's a very um, read option offense, mm-hmm. I always, I always felt that Gus Edwards, even though it was a read option offense, it kind of fit his profile because Baltimore is a very physical offense. It's a very physical offensive line. It's going to beat you up. Um, it's going to hit you right in the mouth and then pick you right back up and hit you right back in the mouth again. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I still believe in these running backs despite the fact that they had some group of injuries. Guys, you want to talk? He gets it done, man. Guys, you want to talk model of consistency with Gus Edwards? So, obviously, he was hurt in 2021. 20, 2018, 2019, and 2020, 137, 133, and 144 attempts. All right there, right? Within 10 attempts. 
718, 711, and 723 rushing yards. It's all right there. And he averages five yards rushing. And then, of course, he peaked a little bit in 2020 where he had six touchdowns as opposed to two the previous two years. So, yeah, he is – I mean, I yeah, he is the perfect backup. And almost with all this injury stuff, hopefully – I mean, we, we've been saying it, we say it, hopefully this shit never happens. But if I think – if you're drafting J.K., I think you need to draft Gus, or you need you got you got a you got a handcuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. If I'm handcuffing, I'm going to do a late round with Batty, um, for either or him or Gus, because Gus is a little behind in rehab right now mm-hmm. too. But I think he can. I mean, he should be good to go. Hopefully, by the start of the season. But I mean, if I'm gonna, I hate handcuffing too much to where. Like, I mean, you're losing a draft pick because, I mean, if you don't end up using one or the other, then you're kind of losing out on a different team. So, I mean, that's just my case. But if I wanted to do a late round pick, you know, someone like Batty who could probably um, come about uh, anywhere between like after a fourth or midway through the season, that would be pretty good. But I don't like to like – like same for like say JT Jonathan Taylor. I'm not going to take Naheem Hines too. I usually won't do that unless it's like a late round pick. If, if, if it's like very late, then yeah. I'm just But you don't you really know. see that for Hines because he's probably going to go in the ninth or tenth round or something like that. Anyway, that's just my thought on that. Yeah, because I'm trying to build depth. But, I mean, obviously it would be nice to back them up, but I want to do it on other teams that I know. Because you got some teams in the 8th, ninth, 10th round who are pretty much first string in some teams, especially if it's a high-powered offense in ways. Oh, you know, sure. They just fall. So. Yeah. Yeah, good point. All right, let's go to the receivers. I know we, talk, we already talked about this a little bit. Marquise Brown is gone. I didn't think he got 146 targets. That's gone. Mm-hmm. You have Rashad Bateman, who's coming in. He, I mean, he missed five games. I think he he started he, – he missed the first, you know, beginning of the season. He only had 68 targets. He only caught one touchdown. Sammy Watkins is gone. I mean, and we have – I mean, why, we might as well just rope Mark Andrews into this because he is obviously – you guys already said the funnel of the team, 1,300 receiving yards, 153 targets, nine touchdowns. I mean, this guy is he, – yeah, he's he's – t- I mean, he's a tight end one. I mean yep. – Like I said, I'm drafting. I'm drafting him as – he's the first tight end I'm drafting, in my opinion. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's hard not to. But, I mean, this wide receiver, a depth chart. I mean, it's him. It's Bateman, Duvernay. Crochet. I mean, these the Tylen Wallace. Yeah, this is this is rough. I mean, they 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 yeah. definitely they definitely come out with. Inf- I mean, we said the the Browns were a run first team, but I mean, God, at least they have Amari Cooper to like kind of you know disguise it. But they're just coming out and saying, I mean, based yeah. off this depth chart, they're saying we're we're here to run the ball, guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Maybe, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe because I'm saying because Dan's our friend, but 
maybe they see something. Maybe they're seeing some we're not. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, these top three receivers do not really show uh, throw out excitement. But, you know, Rashad did go first round in the NFL draft. So, I mean – I see uh, how many targets you see. How many targets do you see him getting? One hundred and forty targets. No, that I don't. I would say that's worth it. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one twenty. I mean, yeah, that's reasonable. I mean, especially with the way the team goes. Because I mean, I mean, they. Sh- what was their passing attempts last season? Was ninth. I was pretty much. I was shocked when I read that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously they're in the attempts and in rushing yards they were third but I mean they were top 15 in passing yards too so I mean this is a team who's maybe they're trying to escalate all that I mean obviously Hollywood Brown was a huge part of that but DuVernay is not one to slouch on like I mean he's someone who could play the inside of the field and the outside and he's can stretch the field quite a bit but I mean Maybe there's something pro that we see, and also Tylon Wallace. Maybe they feel mm-hmm. like, I mean, they found something to where Tylon Wallace could be like a significant factor. Um, mm-hmm. But we know Mark Andrews is the guy. We know Rashad Bateman's a great compliment to him, too. So, I mean, I don't see why. Um, I don't see why this team can still be like a top 15 in passing attempts, too. So, I still give their rushing to be a top five, but I think passing wise, we could see something to where like Josh said, like 120, 130 for Bateman's pretty, I could see that since he missed four games and he could be a little bit more acclimated with the offense and whatnot with Russell, I mean, I'm sorry, with uh, Lamar Jackson too. So mm-hmm. I can see that. It's, it's hard. It's hard. And then, I don't know. I feel you. I mean, with this team and all the injuries, like we already said, you knew Mark Andrews is what he's going to be. And after that, it's just, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's Mark Andrews and Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman and everybody else, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I want, I want JK. I, I'm a JK Dobbins dude. And I want him to come back, but. I'm optimistic. I am too. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, like, I probably won't go after DuVernay or Prochet if they, unless they fall Mm-mm. quite a bit. But, I mean, a dark horse for me is Tylon Wallace. I think he could be he could be a huge surprise. He was a fourth rounder last year. And, again, this goes back to kind of like where you draft people. Prochet was a sixth rounder. Mm-hmm. I forget what I forget what round Duvernay went. I'm sure Brent, I'm sure Dan knows. I think he went fourth, but I'm not 100. percent See, when I'm like drafting somebody like him in the back, like Paris Campbell, I think he can. His best, his upside is something like a like when I do this whole um, draft late for guys who I think can pretty much produce like a wide receiver two or three. Like mm-hmm. at best, I can see a Tylon Moss like a wide receiver three or four. Like, I'm trying – he's not going to be an elite wide receiver, obviously. But you can see glimpses of, like, okay, this guy's got it. Like, I mean, is he going to get, A, enough playing time, B, obviously enough targets, and C, 
how is he like after the catch? How is he like, does he separate all that other shit? So I, I mean, mean, he'll be, he'll uh, be at least. I was just gonna say he'll be at least the number four. Yeah, du- Duvernay went in the third round, and he went to the Pro Bowl. As a kick returner. Okay. Yeah, because he he had no stats, but he went to the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Can I can I go to the Pro Bowl and not just get stats? He's shifty, dude. Yeah, that's I why t- I think they I am too. Pretty much, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> you got that right foot stomp in you, bro. <sighs> don't tell my don't tell my wife. <laughs> my wife, oh, she knows. Guys, I think is there anything else in the Ravens? Well, I guess so. Duvernay will be the number two. I mean, is that are we counting on that pretty much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Guys, ETN looks like he is 15 years old. Okay. He is baby face. He is baby, baby, baby face. But hey, if you own him in Dynasty, that's great because he is very young. But, I, mean, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence looks like sunshine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are, they are, they are the baby. Yeah. All right, guys. That is. That's that's it for the AFC North. That is it. We have finally finished all the divisions. Yeah, yeah. And it feels damn good. It's true. It's true. We have coming up. I know it's. We uh, we're gonna do our sleepers pod. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a pod we have had for a long time that I'm sure some people have stolen from us. But it was our idea first. My f- probably one of my top pods of the year, the Haters Ball. Dude, that is a classic in its own right. It is so great, and I can't wait to do it. Mm-hmm. The hate will come out. Is that? Are you gonna bring out the fucking uh, the soundbite for that? Uh, yeah, the one that sounds like a fucking car, like an old ass Chevy trying to start up. <laughs> I will bring out everything I can find for that one. Oh, we might we might have to do that on a week a weekend so I can get so we can you know when the when the booze comes out the hate comes out the IPAs come out all that good shit. <laughs> so we wanted we're definitely I know we're uh we're getting time constraint because we didn't make these division pods run a little long, but we have we would definitely want to get our sleepers in because because it, it, it's I know people's redraft again it's August so so this stuff's. Redrafts are starting, if not this weekend, definitely next weekend for sure. Full swing. So I know the big, uh, the fantasy football expo is actually next weekend, the 12th and 13th weekend. I leave for vacation, so I will be drowning in booze and uh, taste, drowning in booze and tasty waves. Yeah, everybody, everybody draft a little dirty Isaiah McKenzie super next. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. We're going we're gonna to get our sleepers. We're going to get our haters ball. We're going to try to get one or two more pods in there to help you guys with your redraft. So, oh. divisions are done. Guys, that was good. Um, let's get out of here. Any other co- Anything we miss before we get out of here? Uh, that I will be a 2022 champion this season we all will be won't we all won't we all 
guys thank you for listening check us check ty on twitter at social media ghost check gary on twitter at gars underscore poetica i'm on twitter at jhicks804 we are all on twitter at the flug underscore ff itunes spotify Podbean. We didn't mention the website www.theflug.com. We have the countdown to Flugfest on there, guys. We are two weeks away from Flugfest. We are uh, the rosters are filling. Uh, some people, yeah, some people aren't coming, which kind of hurts, hurts, you know, hurts the crew. But it is what it is, dude. It's just okay. All those guys can get out. They're worthless. They're not, out. Worth, out. they're not worth it. So, I mean, yeah. that brings in new guys to come in and see what they got. See if they can, uh, you know, show us what they got for the Fluke Fest. Because Fluke Fest is it's, it's Christmas morning for all of us as adults. It's so, my, I mean, fav- it's my f- yeah, favorite day. Is. Yeah, I mean, you're cutting your goddamn vacation short just for this. A little bit. I mean... Yeah, folks, you know, they've been doing it for years. I did mine last year for the first time, and I had a hell of a time. I'm telling you, even if you're just, even if you're not in it, like, grab a beer, grab a few beers, you know, bring your bring your special person or special people. No, uh, come by yeah. yourself. Yeah, and just fucking thread. Or by yourself. Rash. And just have, just have a good time, seriously. Dude, we're going to film this shit, and it's going to go viral. We're gonna do our best. I will. I will talk more Buffalo Bill stuff than I usually do. So I'll. I'll be that guy. Just. Just come on. Just come on over. I'm wearing Buffalo Bills too. How about it? Doubtful. If you, if you, <laughs> I tell you what. If you do that. I will wear a Paris Campbell shirt. What? Yes, oh, it is I so will, on. I will find a Paris Campbell shirt. God damn. I, this is, this is, it's only made in America. Food Fest, baby. It is the greatest. Guys, let's get out of here. For the yep. commish, I am Joshua T.A. Hicks, the commish. For Ty, for Gary, thank you guys for listening. Division pods are done. On to the redraft. Bold predictions, craziness. Let's go, guys. Football's in the air. Football no. is, it's here. It's not in the air, it's here. Good night, everybody. <laughs>